welcome to a new episode of Diverse Perspectives. I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy during these extraordinary times of the global COVID pandemic. But I also hope that this podcast gives us an opportunity to focus on a different topic of global importance, environmental sustainability. And so with that, I'm delighted to be joined by Louise Proud, our Vice President of Global Environment, Health and Safety here at Pfizer. Louise has been at Pfizer for 21 years and she has worked in a variety of environmental health and safety roles. Currently, she sponsors Pfizer's green journey to reduce our environmental impact. And with the 50th anniversary of Earth Day coming up on April 22nd, I thought that this discussion with Louise would be a perfect way for all of us to celebrate Earth Day. So Louise, thanks so much for joining us today. I want to start by saying that most people don't realize how big a role environmental sustainability plays at pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer. And I've been so struck by the innovation, the creativity, the huge sense of responsibility that I've seen towards protecting our environment across all of our manufacturing sites and how fundamental it is actually to how our site operates. Um, so then Louise, why don't you begin by telling us about how we manage our impact on the environment here at Pfizer? So thank you, Angela. I'm really delighted to be here with you today and spending a few minutes talking about environmental sustainability. So truly at Pfizer, we have a very rich heritage. We've been working uh, for over 20 years on our environmental sustainability programs. In that time, we've delivered more than 50% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions, more than 50% reduction in waste, and 50% reduction in water withdrawal um, associated with our operations. So, you know, we really, uh, you know, take pride. We've got a strategy. We outline our progress in our annual review. And uh, I'm also delighted to share just a recent development where we've entered into a sustainability bond we're the first in the pharmaceutical sector to do this. So we're, we're, using, um, we're using those proceeds to, um, to drive some environmental impact reduction projects. That includes construction of green buildings and other resource conservation projects, including energy efficiency and water reduction. So I think you can certainly see that there's, um, you know, purposeful actions guided by a strategy that allows us to deliver these results. So Louise, you've given us such um, interesting perspectives on, you know, what are the aspects of a green journey? Um, and thank you for describing um, not only the strategy, but also the accomplishments that we've had in this regard. Um, but maybe you can talk a little bit more about why is it fundamental to the way that we work? Why is this green journey at the core of how we should be operating? I think first and foremost that environmental issues such as climate change, they truly impact health. So addressing these issues is all about putting the patient first which ultimately is why we're here as a company. It's totally aligned with our company's purpose. The other thing is that our program was purposefully titled as a journey, recognizing the, that we are continually focused on incremental improvement steps. 
we're always trying to uh, improve. We're trying to build interest in our journey by picking up the pace, by continually challenge ourselves to, uh, to go further and do more. The progress that we've described um, really comes from the deliberate actions that we're taking. And our company business strategies are really built upon the plan, do, check, act operational model. So what we uh, also do is to report that, that progress to both internal and external stakeholders. And we're doing that in frameworks, including the carbon disclosure projects. So I think really just the, the, the total life cycle of planning, purposeful action, um, measuring and uh, reporting out our outcomes is really kind of why environmental sustainability is fundamentally connected to what we do as a company. Louise, I really liked the way that you described the evolution of our green journey. And certainly it seems very well thought out and very purposeful. But maybe you can give us some examples of what actually happens. Like, how do we bring this journey to life in the plant? What are the innovations and the approaches that we're using in our manufacturing sites? So the first I wanted to share with you is what I would describe as green buildings. And that's all about um, the actions that we take to design and construct facilities. One such example is Dalian, China. We have a pharmaceutical facility there, and by applying um, an external scheme called Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design, also known as LEAD, we were able to achieve a design that met the highest standard. It's called a platinum standard. And we were the first pharmaceutical company in the world to achieve that certification. So not only does it indicate and signify that we've gone way beyond traditional um, building designs, but in so doing, we uh, achieve 45% reduction in water use and 35% in energy use. Another example is um, around waste. So you've been to our uh, Sanford, North Carolina site, I believe. And, uh, you know, they really have a lot of passion for waste reduction. And that spans across the whole site. So one of the things, the cafeterias, they, um, they think about the composting of excess food waste. So that's one example. They also have very significant efforts in recycling of plastics, packaging that comes into the facility. And they also think about, um, you know, systems that are used to manage um, shipments of materials both into and out of the site. Sometimes we have to uh, use cold systems, cryogenic systems, and they find novel ways to, uh, to reuse those uh, shipping containers. Another example, sometimes uh, opportunities are unlocked through people coming together and sharing a common uh, purpose to solve a challenge. So our colleagues in um, Pours, that's in Belgium, so they set about an approach to really build a site awareness of public transportation options. And one of the novel things they did was to think about if people come to the local train station, then it's a, a long way to get to the site from there. 
So they bought bicycles, 400 bicycles, so that colleagues had options to uh, to come to the site. So in total, uh, they had 400 colleagues from that site commit to using alternate forms of transport and reducing the commuting uh, impact. And when I think about all of these, Angela, I would say that whilst they are diverse projects, um, you know, the common thread is really around the coming together of talented teams of colleagues who really share a common purpose to overcome a challenge or seize an opportunity. So uh, that's really the power of teamwork that we will continue to carry forward uh, when we come to the end of this current strategy and think about our next generation of environmental goals. That was wonderful, Louise. And um, I just love the way um, that you described are the very tangible day-to-day um, -day things that we do in each of our plants, um, whether it's a, it's a process or whether it's just individual contributions by our colleagues and by our communities um, and the impact that we can make in very complex or very simple ways. Um, Louise, I know that our colleagues really get behind our sustainability initiatives. Um, and it's also clear how you are passionate about this topic. Um, so maybe, you know, more of a personal question now, which is, um, where did that interest come from? What got you excited about this area of work? You know, I really, like many of our colleagues in Pfizer, began my career in science. So I did an undergraduate degree in chemistry. And I was educated in Scotland. It was at the time when the European Union was starting to issue many changes in their environment, health and safety regulations. So I vividly remember my uh, project supervisor telling me to write a risk assessment to outline how I was going to protect myself from the chemicals involved in the project, how I would protect my colleagues in the laboratory, and then what I would do to really manage the waste and protect the environment. And, I, and that's what I would say was the point where it really sparked a chord with me that, um, you know, there was something about the application of science in terms of driving environmental health and safety improvements. And it was really more than a paper-based exercise, something fundamental that was so critically important to get right. So I chose to, uh, you know, go into a career path, um, maybe a non-conventional uh, career path after a chemistry degree and uh, ended up in an environment health and safety consulting um, organization. So that was ultimately the first point on my journey that eventually led to Pfizer. And why Pfizer struck a chord was just that seeming connectedness and integration of environment, health and safety into medicine's design. So it really seemed that we were connected by a common vision, and that's to care for people, care for the environment and care for society. It's a lovely personal story, Louise, and thank you for sharing that with us. Um, but also you made some comments about, you know, the relevance and, and the connection with healthcare. So actually, it's a segue into my next question, which is um, help us understand this relationship between climate change and global health. How do they really affect one another? And, um, and based on that, what actions should our industry take? So Angela, you know, it truly we believe and, and um, across Pfizer that there is a profound societal and public health impact that um, arises from environmental issues, including climate change. So really, as a pharmaceutical company, uh, I think we recognize that we're operating in a global environment 
where there's a growing population with increasing uh, expectations for a better lifestyle to be delivered from a planet with finite resources. So we recognize some of the very devastating effects of climate change, you know, water scarcity, which uh, drives drought and then limits uh, food and can lead to malnutrition. We certainly recognize and have seen lots of examples this year, uh, thinking about the Australian wildfires, where physical threats are, are caused by rising temperatures. And those can also lead to health related illnesses or heat related illnesses. We also recognize that poor air quality caused by pollution has been linked to respiratory diseases and cardiovascular impacts. So we think about vector-borne diseases, diseases called by um, mosquitoes or ticks, and how those geographies and regions that are impact are changing. So we truly believe these threats are real. And we believe that Pfizer has a role to play um, that drives change across our value chain and where we can utilize the power of our science and engineering ingenuity to contribute to these challenges. No, absolutely. Those are great examples. And in fact, a very direct connection between how climate change and, um, and uh, you know, environmental sustainability can directly affect um, healthcare or healthcare trends. Um, so finally, Louise, I want to get your perspective um, on how all of us who are listening to this podcast today can contribute. Um, if we think about the current environment that we're in, you know, every day we're hearing stories around how people around the world, different communities, be it scientific um, or just in the local communities, how people are coming together to address the COVID pandemic. Um, so it just really brings to mind, um, you know, the, the fact that there are actions that we can all take to help. But what is it that you think as global communities um, that we can do when it comes to driving and conserving our environment? You know, I, I think overall the COVID pandemic undoubtedly has brought unprecedented challenge globally. But what we've noticed within Pfizer is the overwhelming coming together, as you've mentioned, recognition that we're all in this together. And that further leads to a compelling purpose guided by science to identify solutions. You know, for all of us, you and I, uh, that means that we've had to find alternate ways to work. Um, so uh, an example would be our registability to travel, visit sites, uh, uh, undertake face-to-face -face interactions and meetings. And therefore, we're getting used to uh, increased uh, technology and digital solutions. So whilst it's a change, we're all truly learning together to make it work. With that, I think, um, you know, that really reflects back on our environmental sustainability strategies, because truly it's the behaviours, it's the actions of each of us that really enables Pfizer to accelerate climate actions. So because um, each of our individual uh, contributions, while they might be small, when you aggregate that up across our whole workforce, it really truly delivers company level impact. Um, Louise, you know, um, you just talked about how each one of us in our own small ways 
um, we, we all contributed could lead to a much greater good and really mobilize our company. And if multiple companies do it, we could mobilize the globe. Um, I'd love to hear more um, about what some of these things are that we can do as individuals. Um, can you give us a few examples of things that we could practice on a day-to-day basis? I think there's definitely tangible things that each of us could do. For example, moving to reusable items. So often we see water bottles that are single use, um, you know, single use coffee cups. So those are just simple things that we get into a mindset and a behavior to reduce waste, our personal waste. Another example is, um, you know, I, I think you and I both have teenagers at home and quite often I leave my office and find the whole house ablaze, every light on in the house. So just simple things about, uh, you know, getting used to when we leave an area to think about switching the lights off. Another area is uh, how we uh, register the single use um, or single occupancy vehicles by uh, car sharing or carpooling, use of public transportation. Um, so and, and then I think also, um, you know, some of our systems are, are paper driven. We talked a little bit about technology and how we're using all of these great tools now on Microsoft Office. So moving from paper based systems into digital solutions, again, allows us to reduce the impact of using paper and then having find ways to keep that paper or ultimately dispose of it. It's fantastic, Louise, because uh, when I listen to these examples that you've just um, given us, there's not a single thing there that um, I couldn't do or anyone that I know around me couldn't do. Um, And it really does speak to your point of if every one of us can do some of that every single day, um, imagine the cumulative impact that that could have on the world. So um, certainly I feel that this was a great way for us to recognize and talk about um, Earth Day and um, and really to bring this to a close by asking all of the people who are listening to this podcast today to commit to one action that they can take um, to drive conservation and to really preserve our environment. So thank you, Louise, for your um great words of wisdom um, and also for your leadership and all that you've done to drive our green journey here at Pfizer. We're certainly proud of everything that you and your team have accomplished. Thank you, Angela.